gorgeous out. Let's pop some docks. This is the Updark Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Meaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Uh, yeah, well, you know, no, no intro today either. So let's just dive right in. If you're listening, this is the Updock Podcast with no intro where we are making up making it up as we go on this episode we had uh we had our guest have circumstances at the very last minute we are down one co-host so it is just myself tyler beaton and the rooster assassin jeff ludicky here tonight what's up jeff what's up everybody just trying to stay awake over here it's, it's been a long day it has been a very long day i hit a wall at like seven o'clock and i'm sitting there ready to go to bed uh-huh yeah um i uh i was uh putting my my oldest uh almost four-year-old down tonight and um she needed to cuddle so i was laying in a dark room with a very loud sound machine on and by the time i walked out of there i was ready to fall asleep if i didn't have this podcast tonight i probably would have just let myself fall right asleep there and taken a little nap woke up at nine or nine thirty and walked I- out and yeah. I get so upset at myself when I do that. I'll lay down, you know, next to my daughter or whatever for a few minutes and I'll fall asleep and I'll get up. It's like 830 and I'll walk out of there. I'm just so pissed off at myself because then I'm just so tired the rest of the night. and just ready to go to bed. Well, you should just go to bed then. Why do you yeah, stay up? I don't know. I don't know. It just feels wrong to go to bed at 830. I don't know why. No, it doesn't. It feels good. I would like I, I wait till at least nine. You know, that extra half hour just makes me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> I have a hard time letting myself go to bed that early. There's always stuff to do. I'm like one of those people. I gotta I gotta do stuff. So um anyway, let's let's talk about a topic that's near and dear to our hearts, Jeff, and that is the pheasant season opener in Wisconsin that was this past weekend. Yes, that's- I was Super pumped that pheasant season is has begun. Uh, went out on the opener and can't wait to get out again. Yeah, I bet Josie was excited to get out too. She was. That is for sure. Um, and she really wasn't. She didn't get super tired. I think we, I think we were out there for maybe two and a half hours. Uh, she came back and laid around for a few hours, but I think she was raring to go again the next day. That's for sure. Beasts are a different breed, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. Tell me, I I don't know. I know the end result, but I don't know the nitty gritty here. Walk me through. Walk me through your opening day. So, opening day in Wisconsin for pheasants starts at nine a.m. Um, and for those of you that don't know, the birds in Wisconsin. Um, get released by the DNR. Um, they're not like game farm birds where somebody drives out an ATV and plants the birds in a small field um, where you kind of know where they're at and, you know, everybody has to be restricted to a certain area. It's not like that. Um, <clears throat> in Wisconsin, they basically just pull up to some random parking lots um, where they release birds and the truck sometimes drives into the field, but a lot of times they'll just park in the parking lot um they open up the little the little cage in the back and they just let the birds fly wherever they want to fly so like i said it's kind of a hybrid of wild birds and game farm birds it's kind of 
right in between where they're not actually planted. Um, they can fly where they want. They can run where they want. Um, so it makes it a little bit more challenging, um, but it, they're obviously still pen raised birds. So it's, it's not quite the same, but close as we can get here in Southern Wisconsin. So we take full advantage of it when it's, when it's in season, but it starts at nine o'clock. I don't like to go at nine o'clock. Um, I did the, the first, I think the first year or two with Josie, I went out there at nine. I was super gung ho. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be, I got to get there early. I'm going to get there like eight 30, you know, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be ready. As soon as that nine o'clock bell rings, you know, I'm out. And I realized very quickly that everyone does that. And I wasn't about to join the, the army of people that were pushing fields as fast as they possibly could. So I know, I remember the first year when I showed up at, at nine, everybody was standing there with their guns, like right on the edge of the parking lot, watching their watch. Like the second it turned nine o'clock, they were just gone right to the field as fast as they could. And I remember standing there in the parking lot. I was like, sorry, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, but I remember standing in the parking lot and people are like, well, which way are you going? Which way are you going? I was like, I'm just, you guys just go, like, just go where you want. I'm just going to hang back and I'm going to kind of circle around and just kind of go where everybody doesn't go. And I remember that first year, it was like five minutes in. I circled around like behind a group and I shot a rooster in five minutes and walked right back to the truck. <laughs> so um, ever since then, I, I wasn't really about that. So I, I just go out at noon or one o'clock. Um, and usually by that time, there's nobody around. And I've always shot my bird. Um, I've always had good success doing that. So this year was the same. I think I left here at 1230. I'm, I'm like 20 minutes or so from the area that I usually hunt. Um, so I met up with a buddy of mine. Uh, we got out there. I think there was only like one or two other trucks, like in a very, very large area. Um, the area that we hunt, Tyler and I is, I think it's like 30,000 acres. So it's, it's large. It's, it's a it's very, large. very large piece of public property. Um, so there was only a couple trucks in the area that I was. So that was great. Um, so we walked a field and I think about, about a half hour in, it was real wet cause it had just rained like three inches by us. But, um, I think we got about 20 minutes in, we kind of got way back, um, pretty far away from the road and a bird got up and I, I shot that one right out the jump. Um, and you're only allowed one bird on opening weekend. You know, I wanted to ask about this. I think I had mentioned it. I don't remember if I mentioned it to you, Tyler, or one of my other buddies, but I think that was a new rule this year. I, I swear on previous years, you could shoot one bird on Saturday, but then Sunday you could shoot two. I, I think so too. That feels new because you had mentioned it to me and I hadn't looked at the regs yet. And I was like, wait, I thought it was just Saturday was one bird. And you're yeah. like, no, it's all year. It's both days. And I'm like, okay, let me, I went and looked and you're right. So it, it feels, it feels brand new. Yeah, I'm really surprised they wouldn't have released some kind of presser or email about it. Maybe they did, and I just failed to see it. Um, but I'm glad I looked at those regs. Uh, but yeah, so this this year it was one bird each for the opening weekend, and then that Monday you could shoot your normal two per person. Um, so yeah, I shot my bird right away, um, and I was done. Um, I was with my buddy JD, fortunately, so I was able to um, keep hunting or keep working the dog for him. Uh, it was really funny. We, as soon as we got out of the parking lot, JD was pretty excited. Um, I shouldn't be using his name cause he's probably gonna be mad that I'm telling it's, this wait, story, but wait, 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 wait. Okay. Is, 
Is JD a pheasant hunter? He is not. He um yeah. he well he's he's a he's a, he's a, he's he's a, a hunter. Yes, like, but he's a he's a waterfowl guy first. Right? He's a waterfowl guy, and he's probably a deer hunter first. Um, oh, really? And then then waterfowl, I would say, is number two, and then every, everything else kind of fills in after that. I mean, he's he's. I thought he was a waterfowler like through and through. I thought that was his number one. No, deer yep. deer's his number one. Yep. Okay. Um. So he he got out of the truck, and I don't remember the exact words that he used. He's like, "Man, I'm excited for this. Like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to shoot a bird like." pheasants are a confidence builder right pheasants pheasants should be easy i think he only had like five or six shells he's like if i can't hit a bird in these five or six shells like come on i just i, just, I might as well go home so so i think he jakes himself i was as we were walking out i'm like you know you know jd pheasants can be sneaky difficult sometimes you know you, you don't know which way they're gonna fly when they get up it's an explosion you know it it's it's not as easy as you think it might be um so Josie, we pinned down a, a big rooster and got up right in front of us. I ducked and uh, he missed three times at the first bird. So he got a little bit of humble pie on that one. I thought it was pretty funny, but he was beating himself up pretty good. Um, well, so there's let's let, let's talk about that for a quick second, though. Yeah. And then I'll let you keep talking. I got to interject here because people that shoot ducks and shoot them well and they go to shoot a pheasant. I feel like that's a really hard transition because ducks are screaming, right? Even when they're right. setting their, even when they're cupped up and coming in, they're moving fast. A yeah. pheasant looks like it's moving fast, but it is like crawling along compared to a duck. Yeah. yeah significantly slower, significantly slower. And a big rooster has got a bigger, I mean, generally it's a bigger target than a lot of ducks that you're shooting, you know, unless yes. you got some big late season mallards yes. coming down, but. Yes. Yeah. So he very well could have been leading it too much. Um, but again, it's, it's that, you know, there's a lot of times that ducks surprise you when they come in too, right? You don't yes. see them coming and all of a sudden they rip over the top of your head and, and take you off guard. But, you know, a lot of times you have a little bit of time to kind of watch those ducks work and, you know, get yourself mentally prepared. Whereas a lot of times with a pheasant, it's just, you're walking along chatting and all of a sudden an explosion happens out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden a big rooster's cackling and flying off into the distance. It's, it's a little different. You know, you got to swing around, you got to get your feet set. If you're on uneven ground, like there's a yep. lot of factors um, that play into it. And it, it seems easy. I think a lot of people, a lot of people uh, think it's easier than it actually is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I cut you off. I don't remember exactly where you stopped, but just. Yeah. So he missed, he missed that rooster. Um, so I was giving him naturally giving him some crap for that. Um, but Hey, I know I just posted that reel on Instagram that everybody misses, right? And that's that's a big thing that I experienced, right? I I went out duck hunting and I shot quite a few more shells than I should have, and I was getting I was being hard on myself, and I I saw it with him too. He was being hard on himself as well. And you know, you go on social media and you see guys shooting doubles and triples and dropping ducks left and right, and it just, it just makes it look so easy. It can be a mentally challenging to look at that and not get down on yourself and think that you're a terrible shot or a bad hunter. But you got to remember, like you were only seeing the highlights. No, very, very few people that I see post their actual misses and nobody wants to admit how much they actually miss, but it happens to everyone. No matter how good of a shot you are, 
you are going to miss a bird at some point. Yes. I think you said the keyword. Social media is a highlight reel. Um, you know, and like we're this podcast is part of the OKS podcast network. And like that's part of OKS Hunter, which is, you know, wow, how I this thing kind of grew out of that. I I comb that and that like that whole part of that part of the mission for OKS Hunter and OKS Podcast Network. This podcast is really like, hey, we're real people. We're gonna try to show you both sides of the coin here, right? The good and the bad. And it's it's I think it's okay to talk about misses. It's okay to show misses, right? We're not we are not perfect at all by any stretch. Like um, you know, I've I've shot a few ducks this year. I've missed just as many. I've missed more than I than I than I've you know taken home. Um that's it is what it is you know right it's good. you know and and a lot of people will say well you got to practice more you got to go to the range more you got to go and shoot more clays you got to do this you got to do that it's you know at, at this stage of life and a lot of people's stage of life if i have free time i'm gonna hunt like i'm not when hunting season's open i'm not gonna spend my free time shooting sporting clays like i'm gonna go out and try to shoot through it um and do it while i'm hunting um so getting out and hitting the range is, is a lot is, is difficult at this stage of life, especially when hunting season's going on. Right. Yeah. The, the, the people are like, Oh, you just got it. You got to spend more time with this or that. It's like, well, okay, let's, let's take a step back here. Cause you gotta, you gotta put yourself in someone else's shoes. Sometimes right. that, that stuff, that stuff really gets me. Cause to your point, like we're at the stage of life where we don't have free time, Jeff. Right. We do not and have the, free time. And the little bit, we're not even calling it free time, the little bit of borrowed time that we we use, we're going to spend it out in the field chasing yes. birds or, or chasing yes. deer or turkeys or whatever it may be. Yes. Hunting time right now is borrowed time because we're literally borrowing it either from work or from family time. Exactly. Yep. 100%. So yeah, it's okay to miss. Everybody misses. Don't think just because you see everybody killing killing tons of ducks and shooting triples on social media that that's the norm. It's not. <laughs> so yeah. Um, he missed that rooster. We kept on trucking and we jumped it one more time. Um, couldn't get a good shot. And then about, I think 15, 20 minutes later, we had another really nice flush um, or point and flush from Josie and, and he was able to connect on one. So he got a nice big fat rooster too. And we went home um, with our two birds. Uh, my dad and my nephew were actually out in the field just down the way from us. So I was able to drop my bird off and um, drop the gun and walk over to them and put on a little bit of a, a hunt with my 12 year old nephew and my dad. Uh, my dad had already shot a nice rooster um, just prior to that. So it was up to my my 12 year old nephew that we were chasing his his first official um bird so he was uh leading the way leading the charge with the dogs we had a, a nice rooster flush in front of him and he it was it was it was a pretty decently long shot and i think he hesitated a little bit too long he didn't actually shoot but he hesitated uh in his mind to bring his gun up and just couldn't quite pull it off um but we ended up following that bird he didn't fly long and it was funny we we kind of came around a corner where we thought he might be and my nephew had to to take a pee so he was put his gun down was just about to to take a pee and both dogs locked up and went on point 
<laughs> so here my dad is saying, Gray, Gray, stop, 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 stop. Zip up, zip up. They're on point. So he he quickly uh, zipped up, grabbed his gun. Uh, luckily, long enough before uh, the bird got up. Big rooster got up perfect. It was we couldn't have we couldn't have. It couldn't have played out any better. Both dogs locked up right in front of him. Bird gets up. Um, he took his time, got his gun up, and made a perfect headshot and just dropped this rooster. Uh, it was it was a really cool. Um, a really cool thing to see. And he was, he was really excited about it. It sounds like it was one of those moments that he'll, he'll probably remember for a long time and probably, you know, put a hook into him from an upland hunting perspective. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. So yeah, we were excited. We were very proud. Um, hopefully uh, that'll continue that throughout the year and he'll, he'll keep enjoying it and and get out with us some more. Yeah. I hope so. It's good. Yep. Want all the as many young hunters out there as we can get. Yeah. So between the the four, I guess there was four of us technically in the party, two at the start, and then I met up with with the other two. We got our four birds that we were uh, allowed to get, and that was it. So it was a good day all around. Did you go out on Sunday? I did not go out on Sunday. Um I didn't hunt at all on Sunday. I forget what I have what we were doing. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to get out. So Saturday. how about you? Uh, you had a, you had some success, but not quite in the the game species that you were initially going for, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, like you, decided that it was going to be a, you know, nap time type of hunt, right? Get my kids down for a nap, grab a little food out and rush out the door. We actually saw you drive by us when we were out in the field. I saw your truck drive by. uh, Did you? Yeah. That's funny. funny. Actually, you know what? I saw you when I was heading out. I think I saw you guys. Okay. I didn't want to to bother you too much because I knew you were with Ren for the first time. And I figured you kind of wanted to do your own thing with her. So it was, I was really torn about it. And I'm trying to do her justice and not just like toss her out there. Right. Because I haven't, I haven't done enough with her. Um, up to this point in time, she's older than I realize. I think, um, I was like, ah, you know, I thought about like really trying to sync up with you and I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll just go. And I mean, I actually didn't know if I, if I back up even so Mac, like my the big red dog, he, he was doing a, uh, a tower hunt. He was getting a tower hunt on was it Wednesday or Thursday. And he got up the next day and he had a limp on his front on his front leg and I checked it out and he had like something in his paw there. And I kind of like picked it out with some tweezers and I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's not going to be hunting. I'm going to put him on the I. I'm going to put him on the, the IL, right. For talking baseball terms. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, this other dog is not ready for prime time, but we might just give it a go anyway. Right. There should be lots of birds out there, this and that. Well, it got to be Friday night and I put some cream on Mac was pretty much back to himself. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think he, I think we can, I can take both dogs. I ended up taking both dogs and I did the, the, the midday nap thing. And which is fine because it had rained until 11 or 12 anyway. And I was not going to go pheasant hunting in the rain on opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not going to wait in the parking lot in the rain and wait for nine o'clock and then race people. I'd probably break an ankle. So <laughs> I, I knew the spot. I was just down the road from, from Jeff and I, it was actually the first spot that we had actually hunted together um, when we first yeah, met. Yep. Yeah. 
and I had I had a pin and I was like, okay, like there should be plenty of birds. I was like, but there is this this hole there where there's water. And I bet there's a few ducks there. So if worst case, I'm going to walk back because I think the birds are going to get pushed back, the ones that are there. And worst case, I'll go in there. I want to check that out anyway and see if there's still water in there because it's been a dry summer. And so that was the goal. I was going to walk. I was going to get deep, right? Try to pick up birds that had gotten pushed back. And, and I'm walking back and walking back. And man, it was wet. You mentioned we got three inches of rain in the past couple of days. And... I was like, this, there's plenty of high ground here. I'm going to stay away from the wet stuff where I know the wet stuff is. I'm putting on my hiking boots and I've got my hiking pants on. But to get back there, there were, there were places where I, I went up to my knee in water. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was, it was interesting. Right. Yeah. My feet got wet right away. And I was like, you know what, if I just keep walking, it was like 55 degrees. I'm like, I'll warm up. You know, the water is very cold. <laughs> feels very cold anyway. That's a good hike back there too. I mean, that's got to be over a mile back to that, yeah, little, it was, that little yeah, hole. It was, it was over a mile. I, I was like, am I ever going to get there? And then I start coming up and to get in there, it's like really low around it. And then the banks kind of rise up. My dogs are like, whatever. Ren is a whole nother story. I was getting really frustrated, but that's a different we're working on we're training through that um but i come up and i come up this rise and i didn't realize like the other sides around around this this little this little palm this little dip, this little wet spot it's really just a pothole is what it is we're all covered in trees so these four ducks get up and they come like screaming at me and then they're going to turn the corner and go out the bend i was like oh wow there they are i bring up my gun pick one out pull the trigger and two of them drop one in one shot in one shot yep and i went oh wow and i I think i unshouldered the gun because by the time i fired the other ducks had they had gone around the corner and it was it was too late that was a that was just a wasted shot you're probably in shock that you actually hit two with one shot too (laughs) i was very much in shock neither one of my dogs saw the birds land like so then i'm trying to you know, get them back into the spot and trying to run, run blinds with Mac. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like he's a, he's a really nice, like blind retrieve running dog. However, those skills erode when you pheasant hunt where you want the dog to quarter and hunt on their own, right. Instead of just going where I tell them to go and continue to go in a direction until I tell them to stop. And I'm like, you know, I cannot expect perfection on this. And it was not perfect. And I got him back and, and he picked up the one and we spent at least 20 minutes trying to look at the, trying to pick up the second duck. And they, I, I look back at the video cause I had the GoPro on those two ducks fell right on top of each other. And I got him back to that same area. Did they land and in the water? I, the wow. Yeah, I think so. Okay. He yeah, probably, right he, he probably dove. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, there were, I didn't, I didn't retrieve that second duck, which sucked. Yeah. That really, really sucked. I had two dogs. And, and you I mean, spent a walked, good amount of time. It's not like you didn't put in a solid effort to find that bird. It just, no. it probably dove into the water on you. Yeah. Or, or it got up on the shore and, and took off too, because he got across and he wanted to hunt back up further. But I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't pick it up. I was really disappointed about that. I was super jazzed though, that it was a, it was a nice mallard though. Yeah, it was a nice mallard. Greenhead. Yeah. 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 First one there. So yeah, it was, 
it was that a little was, it wasn't full green yet though right it still no. had a, it was still a little bit of a eclipse yes it was yeah. yeah yep so hopefully we can get in some more late season birds that are just fully plumed out there right that'll that'll tantalize me to uh fill up some more wall space here i could find some space can move some stuff around behind me here so so how'd the duck uh fit into your upland vest oh well i'm still rocking the old alps outdoors you know vest with the broken zipper it was good fit fine okay. just all fine. right it just fine so when the pheasant hunt turns into a duck hunt you just gotta pheasant remember hunt. you bring that steel shot right that is right so yep. so yes i'm sure there's if you're listening you're probably like well i hope you're using steel yes i was i had two pockets there and i knew i was walking back to this spot and i got like halfway back <clears throat> and i should have just put steel in right away but i've switched i flipped over to steel I'm like if i have there's ducks here i'm not even going to get close i'm going to be you know i'm flipping over so i flipped over yeah. and then i just left it in because yeah. i mean like realistically why not when we were in iowa last year where the county we were in was you had used um steel so right. or non-tox shot which is fine right so um it was good that was a that was a nice surprise i walked out and we did not kick up a pheasant i mean the dog's didn't hardly get birdie. Um, I had some other hunters like cut me off on the way back. It was really strange. They came out of nowhere. Um, and that's odd too. I mean, cause as I know Eric always likes to say, okay, as hunter, like say as the crow flies, right. You're probably yeah. only what a quarter mile, half mile from where we were. Yeah. I mean, we jumped six birds in the matter of two hours. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if maybe maybe when they released a lot of those birds just flew the opposite direction and ended up not in that field. I'm not sure. That field was really wet though, too. Yeah. I mean, really wet. There are only certain dry spots. Gotcha. That doesn't um, help. That does not help. So if there's birds like there, they probably don't want to stay there. Right. So they want to get it they want to get it where it's a little bit drier. So Okay, so no pheasants, but you were able to No pheasants. Drop a nice duck. Dropped a nice duck. Also, um, also beefed it really good on the way back too. I have to go find that clip and probably I'll probably post that on social media here. Did you really? Oh, it was not bad. only did you fall a few times on the uh the duck opener, you're also <laughs> eating shit on the pheasant opener. Oh too, my huh? goodness! What is it with was... you on these openers and falling over? You're like an old man. It was well. I'm blaming this one on Ren. Okay. So so I have only done with her essentially uh, like hunt test like duck dog type stuff so that's like your dog is at heel right They're they're really sticky so she's not very comfortable going away from me and just hunting on her own without a, without a mark or a retrieve that she sees fall out there and so i'm working on getting her comfortable with that she would she, she was working on it right like okay and then she got tired and then like where the cover got real thick she'd end up behind me and she would like hit the back of my leg with her paw. And that just was like putting me into an incensed rage. <laughs> get out in front of me. And yeah. I, I was walking through some tall stuff and I kind of came out of it and I'm like, where is she? And I, I turned and looked behind me. And as I turned my head back forward, I clipped a down log and just like, boom. I mean like shells on the ground, like it was yard sale. It was, yeah, it was the yard sale. It was pretty epic. I don't post that one for oh, everybody to see. 
I don't know if I was in shock that I fell and said nothing or if I uttered a bunch of cuss words. I have no idea because I haven't found that that actual clip yet. You got to post it without any, without looking at it. No editing. Yeah. No editing. No, no music over the top, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was good. That was my opening day. But you got and out on Sunday, too, right? I did. I got, you know, it was like 10 o'clock, 1030 at night. And I, you know, we're going talking to my wife, like crawling in bed. I was like, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to go tomorrow. She's like, why don't you go right away at sunrise? And I was like, it's 1030. Got to get up to 4 a.m. probably again. Okay, sure. Yeah, why not? So I did. I was like, I went and I went, I went to where you were because I, right. It was just a half mile, right. Up the road or so mile up the road or so. And um, yeah, that day didn't really go any better. I saw birds. I just didn't get close to them. I saw them flying onto private land across the, you know, across the road. Was there anybody out there real early in the parking lot? No, no. I was, I was the first person there. I walked, I walked a great big loop um, and uh, came back out. And then like my dogs or Mac got birdie when we got back close to the road in the truck. Gotcha. And then the bird, I, he ran. I, I don't know if it was one I saw fly or if it was a different bird that was running and I think cross, ended up crossing the road. And then there was a ditch and there's one cackling across the ditch and we go to cross it and then he gets up and I, he crossed the road too. I'm like, man, I'm just cursed. So yeah. what well, doesn't have, it doesn't help either. The corn is still standing in a lot of those fields there. So it's real easy for those birds to just run into the corn and not come out of there. Yep. Bingo. So, Bingo. Yeah. And Sunday's tough. I mean, so for those of you that don't know how it is in Wisconsin, I'm, I'm pretty sure on the opening weekend, they, I think they start at nine because they release birds before that, but I don't believe they release again on Sunday. And then usually for the first two or three weeks during the week, they'll release one to two times in random areas all around the, the state. Um, so usually it'll get better as the season goes on, obviously. And a lot of them birds start to get pushed back further and further from the parking lots. And that's, that's usually when you can get way back in there and, and have some success. Mm-hmm. But Sunday's tough, especially because I mean, you're in that area that we were, we were shooting. And I mean, we shot four birds in that spot after in like at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm sure there was just as many shot, if not probably quite a few more, you know, right away in the morning in that area too. Yeah, I think I think they dump a whole bunch of birds though there. I mean, because there's so much ground, there's so much to hunt, and it, like you can in Wisconsin, you can look on the the DNR's website and you can find the properties where they release birds. It also tells you the number of birds that get released annually at and at, at those locations. So yep. the place we were at is north of three thousand birds. Yeah, during the season. So there's a, and, they dump a ton of birds there. And Onyx will tell you that too. Actually, if you mm-hmm. turn the the game farm feature on for the Wisconsin. Oh. It'll actually, if you have that on, it'll tell you the areas that they release pheasants, and then it'll give you the stocking numbers for each year right on Onyx. Huh. Yeah. See, there's, there's, I, I, I pay for Onyx, and I do not use it to be probably even 10% of its capabilities. Yeah, there's a lot of hidden layers and things that you can turn in and on, on and off. So that's a good one that I use a lot, especially if, if I'm outside of my normal area. You know, maybe I'm heading up north and want to try to hit an area on the way up or whatever it may be, you know, just to be able to see that really clear, like this is an area that pheasants get released. 
um, it shows up. I think it's like a green, a green filter or something like that around the the area that they release. So mm-hmm. it's a good filter to try out. That's cool. I'm gonna have to figure out how to work that thing. Yeah, I'm sure they get it. They pull that info just right off the DNR's website, but. Yeah, it'll give you, I think it gives you the stocking numbers for the previous year and then the stocking numbers for this year. And then it tells you the max stocking level per time. So if the truck's out there, you know, depending on how many acres it is, it'll say, you know, we'll, we might release a maximum of 20 birds per time at this area. You know, where a smaller area might only be five, a bigger area might be 50. So it'll tell you what the max amount of birds per time is that they're going to, they're going to put out. Interesting. So you can, you can essentially do the math, right? You can say, you know, if they're releasing 3000 birds and they release 30 each time, you know, you can do very simple math to be able to figure out how many times they're going to release in that particular area. Yes. The one thing is, is that there are people who seem to know the dates that the, that they're releasing or they will sit there and wait for the truck to show up and then go hunt. Um, these are, I, I don't know how these people have these connections, but they do. And, uh, makes it, makes it tough sometimes. It is. I've actually talked to the wildlife biologist about that before. Cause I got very, very frustrated about that last year. Um, and I mean, it's, it's mostly retired guys that can go out during the week and spend a lot of time sitting, watching, waiting for the bird trucks. But, one, it doesn't seem very sporting to me. Obviously, if I'm already going out hunting and I see the bird truck like in the area that I plan to hunt, like I'm not going to just go somewhere else, right? I'm probably going to go out in that field. But some of these guys will sit in parking lots for three, four hours and wait till the bird truck drives by and then release birds and then they'll go off and, and hunt them right away, which I've talked to them about that. They claim that it's so random that nobody knows, but people know. People have, somebody's somebody's letting out the secret somewhere. There's a there's, people there's a leak. There's a leak. Yeah, yeah. People know. There's a leak. So that's the one unfortunate thing. But hey, it is what it is. We we get out and we shoot our fair amount of birds. So I can't yeah. complain too much, right? I gotta shoot more. That's what I realized. I'm trying to keep track of like bird count because I'm not I'm not doing guiding per se anymore. So like the amount of birds that you know, Mac is picking up is a lot less. It means I have to hunt more, right? Yeah. When you're when you're not guiding like one 20 bird hunt per week, right? You're not having as many bird shot over you. Yeah. So, very true. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh let's let's flip off an of opening weekend. I think we we talked about enough about this. what's next for you on the hunting docket. Oh, I'm gonna try to go out tomorrow. Okay. Um chasing pheasants tomorrow. Uh, with Josie. Hopefully it's not raining. I know in the afternoon there's a chance of rain. So we'll see how that goes. I'll sneak out after work for a few hours, hunt until legal shooting light ends um, and be back in time for dinner. And then this weekend, I'm going to partner up with my brother-in-law and we're going to do a duck hunt on Saturday morning. Yep. Yep. I got invited in that one and had to pass, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Birthday party. Yep daughter's birthday party it's understandable for sure Mm -hmm. so we're gonna try to shoot some ducks and then the following weekend i'm gonna be off in minnesota buddy so that's gonna be fun chasing some some wild the wild variety of pheasants out there in in southwestern minnesota so i'm i'm excited about that you uh you're gonna have a good time with that 
I hope so. I hope, I hope we see some birds. It's going to be a mixture of public and private. I think, um, the private that I do have access on is, is a lot of acreage, but it's mostly flat, just straight up ag fields with no buffer strips or anything around it. Basically just a ditch and farm field. So there's not a whole lot of opportunity there. I don't think. Um, but I got quite a few public spots pinned as well. So it'll be a little mixed variety and I think it'll be fun. It'll be good. That's good. I mean, it, it's a new area to hunt, right? I've never, you've never hunted Minnesota, correct? I've never hunted in Minnesota. This will be my first, my first license that I've purchased in, in the state of Minnesota. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Okay. Are there non-resident licenses like on par with typical non-resident license costs or are they... More uh, I don't remember how much our Iowa one was or when I've been it's in about hundred bucks a couple times. Okay. So it's cheaper. I think the, the 72, I think it's 72 hour non-resident small game license is uh, 75 bucks, I believe. Okay. And then you got to buy a stamp, I think too. There's a fe- pheasant stamp of some kind. I forget how much that was, but it was fairly reasonable. I mean, under a hundred bucks. So must be okay. slightly cheaper than Iowa. Um, but it's only two birds a day. So that's the one thing Iowa's got three. This Minnesota is only two. So I'll be able to hunt a couple of days. I'm going to be in the family minivan. So that's going to be pretty entertaining. It's going to be great. It'll, it'll be pretty sweet. I'm me? not going to lie. It'll be pretty sweet. Are you, are you kidding me? We, we should take the thing out to Iowa this year. Yeah. Be cruising around the gravel roads in the old family cruiser. Oh man. As you, as you said last year, when we were driving out there talking about vans, you said that thing is a spaceship. Yep. I can just hit the little button, you know, the side door flies open, Josie runs out, we're good to go. Oh man. Think about all the space. There's probably more space in there than there's in your truck too. All the all the seats fold flat into the floor. So you could fit a lot of dog kennels back there. Oh man. Let's go. You could probably get six dog kennels in the back of that thing, I'm telling Ooh. you. Okay. All right. Now we're talking here. <laughs> now we're talking here. That's good. Maybe buy a used minivan. We'll just turn it into a the rooster rig. Oh, there we go. The rooster rig. I like it. The rooster rig. We'll buy an old like Dodge Caravan or something for a couple hundred bucks. And we gotta. It's gotta have the the big engine like the V eight, so we can tow the boat around too. Yes. Now we're talking. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, good things on the docket. Hopefully, I have some luck, and I'll I'll keep everybody posted here to, to how it goes. That's we'll good. see. Sounds good. It'll be fun. Yeah. What's next for you? Well, I'm going to go deer hunting tomorrow. So, All right. Fill the yeah. meat, the, the freezer filler. Yeah. You know, I, it's a lot easier to fill a freezer with one deer than it is to shoot. You know, the equivalent is how many ducks. I don't even know how many that would equate to a lot. You ain't, you ain't kidding there. A lot. I, so tomorrow will be eight weeks post-op from a little surgery that I had. So I have not shot my bow as much as I would like, um, but I'm going to head out. I'm anxious to go out. Condition should be good. I probably would have walked out and went duck hunting, except Max just a little. He's taking a pounding here, right? He he had a he had a little thing in his paw between his pads, and he ripped his pad, and now he's like shooting liquid out of his bum. Um, like today, like this morning, I woke up and there's a big pile in the living room. It was wonderful. I almost stepped on it at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, so I, I I cannot take him out. Ren is not ready for prime time. Um, so we're going to go deer hunting. 
And hopefully, you know, that leads to something. I have my my soon-to-be four-year-old's birthday party this weekend. That is Saturday. That means that Friday, for the most part, is done. Saturday's out the window. Sunday probably is too. I could maybe finagle a little Sunday nap time type of hunt, potentially. Potentially. I would love to do something on on Friday would be ideal because I bet they release those on Thursday or Friday. So I can probably get away with a little Sunday hunt too. Yeah. Keep, keep me posted on that nap time. I'll let you, I'll let you know about that. So assuming that assuming the dogs are someone we're okay here. Um, so that's it for the short term. Um, the following weekend is to be, it's all to be determined. My, I don't think I can sneak out of work anytime next week. Um, my work schedule looks crappy so gotta play that by ear and then it's like it's trick-or-treating like halloween type weekend which we have a lot of family stuff so i'll be working around that too um you know the thing is i wanted i want to do more well and it feels like there's going to be less guys on public um chasing ducks and geese right now because deer season is kicking into full swing here yep and guys in Wisconsin are a lot of them are multifaceted hunters, right? They do both. Yep. And it's getting to be that time of year where the bucks are running and they're really stupid. Um, also known as the rut. And there's, you know, the ample opportunity to shoot deer, but also ample opportunity for less pressure out on public land. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm torn in three different directions too, because I also want to do pheasant hunting as much as I can. Cause that's an easy one. That's the one that's the most flexible. It is. You it's, it's quick. It's real close to our house. You just throw the dog in the truck and you're out. Yeah. And I wanted to shoot a deer on public land this year too, but I don't think that's going to happen. That might have to be a 2024 goal. And then I have, I have access to a small plot of land that my in-laws almost like 20 minutes away. That's not bad. I can make that work. That's pretty easy. I can go out a little bit before work or after work, especially after daylight savings time kicks in. Cause then it's like four 30 and you're out and home by five 30. So, yeah. um, yeah. Well, if you're not going to go out on public deer hunting, I better pull those trail cams. I just got them out there for you, buddy. Oh, stop it. No, I, uh, maybe I'm going to send those pictures over to Eric and he can, no, he can no, go out no. there and shoot that nice buck. Uh, I got to figure out, I don't, I would have to go scout that to figure out actually where to sit out there though. Too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that's, you, that's the hard part. I don't know where you actually like I know where I know where your camera is, but I don't know how to hunt right there. Yeah, or where that deer is headed, or where he's headed to, or where he's coming from. It would take some time, unless you just got stupid lucky. But stupid, I will take stupid lucky. That you know, sometimes that's all it is. That's right it. place at the right time. Let's stumble it. on it. That's it. So those are my those are my upcoming plans here. Um, a lot of to be determined, a little bit of deer hunting, hopefully some more upland hunting. And then, and I got to get back out. I've got the, I've got the bug. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, a, I am not a good waterfowler, but I've got the bug. Bad. Yeah. It comes on quick. It really does. It does. You get like one good hunt and you're like, okay, let's go. Yep. <laughs> well, sometimes even all the bad hunts makes you itch to get out harder too. Like it's just, it's one of those things where you just have this desire to win, right? Yes. (laughs) You take all these losses and you're like, okay, you're determined to get a W and you just have to get out to prove to yourself that you can do it. 
Yes. Well, and so, I, it works and both ways. It does. And the the teal that I shot earlier this year, I cooked those up for, I cooked those up for like a lunch snack because they're very, very small, obviously. And um, I marinated them in like orange juice and Worcestershire and something else. And um, then I, I put them in a cast iron with bake. I cooked them in the bacon fat. And my four, my oldest is like, Daddy, you should, we should, we should cook more ducks for lunch. I'm like, okay, all right, let's go. All right. Now you got some pressure. Now we got pressure. That's good. I like it. I like it. That's good. Now you got to feed the family, Tyler. You got to get out there and be a provider. I know. I, oh, Jesse, my dad always likes to say, were you a provider today? That's what he'll always ask. It's hilarious. Jess even tried it. And? She said it was good, but there's the mental hurdle of the fact that this was flying in the air you know, a day or two ago, um, before. <laughs> yeah. But then you just think it was just think about the treatment of all the other animals, right. Versus that duck. Well, we don't, we don't think of that's the thing. We don't think about the meat that's in the grocery store. Exactly. You don't, you, you no. really don't No, not at all. So, um, okay. Uh, that's it for upcoming hunts. You got any sky blasting questions, Jeff? We wrap this thing up. I don't. I had them saved for our other podcast, but uh, we'll have to. I don't want to waste them now. Don't waste them now. So I don't have anything. We're just gonna have to. We're out of shells, buddy. We're out of shells. I've got a couple. We're out of shells. You got, got a couple, couple for me? I got, I got a couple. Yeah. What was for dinner tonight? What was for dinner? Um, noodles. Noodles and company. Oh, 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 oh. I had the. Uh, what is it? The pasta fresca with the chicken the parmesan crusted chicken on it it was pretty good yummy yeah the kids the kids like noodles is like the easiest thing for us my wife doesn't eat um she's plant-based mostly so it's one of the few like kind of fast foody type places around that that she actually has a few options at that she doesn't get sick of so we tend to do noodles uh, a fair amount so yeah noodles Nothing wrong with noodles. I was just—I just finished the rice crispy treat that we got from there too uh, before the podcast. That was—that was pretty good. It kept me. It kept me going. I got a little sugar buzz going now, so that's good. That's awesome. All right, what uh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh yeah, we didn't start with that. I have the. No. I have your favorite, Tyler. What's that? The Capital Brewing, Wisconsin Amber. Isn't this your favorite? I love Capital Amber. Yeah, I used to love Capital Amber. Yeah, I'm still. I bought a 12 pack of it quite a while ago. Did you? Do you think any of it will? Think any of it will make? You never came it. over to help me drink it, so I'm still it's working true. through it. True. Do you think any of it will make it to Iowa? Oh, we can buy some. Oh, I think we're gonna have to. They, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not seasonal. It's not seasonal. Are you sure? No, the amber is not seasonal. You're thinking of like Oktoberfest beers and stuff. I am, but I. Uh, that's a beer that I had. Mm. Last time that I remember buying in the store, like or looking for it, it was it was only stocks or really, yeah. Huh. Well, that's that reminds me though. I got to really stock up on some Oktoberfest here before that starts to trickle off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. It's not going to be October for very much longer. Yeah, you do. Usually, I stock up towards the end of the year there and make sure I can get through Christmas time with my Oktoberfest stash. Yeah. Okay, I've got another one here for you. So, oh, boy. Uh, okay, give us a give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs sideways, or just rank it on a one to five scale. 
with your brand new zip off long johns that you have? Oh, thumbs up for sure. Okay. Yeah, thumbs up. So I bought the the first light zip off long johns. I like them. I had the old school from high school, you know, circa 2004 Under Armour, like compression pants. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just got worn down like crazy. So I, I decided to buy the first light ones. They're just as warm, if not a lot warmer. And they're actually, they're not, it's not like a compression short. So they're much more comfortable to wear. I feel like you can, you can move real well in them. I know I was doing a little, doing a little jig while we were out there duck hunting. Um, I don't, you don't feel the zipper either, which that was my biggest concern was that if you had, you know, pants on over it or whatever it may be that you would feel the zipper. Um, but I didn't, I haven't had to use the zipper yet though. So okay. stay, stay tuned for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. But I like them. Okay. I think I, I want to, I want to buy a matching um, long sleeve shirt as well to kind of complete the base layer ensemble. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but we'll see. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have a, do you have a Drake Woody on the wall? No. Would you mount one? If you shot a stud. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've shot, I've shot Drake Woody's before and haven't. I don't know. They're so they're so common here. I I don't know. I think my next duck, I think I would if I shot a stud northern shoveler, Drake Northern Shoveler, I would mount that thing hundred <laughs> percent or a pintail. I think those would probably be the the two ducks that I would for sure mount if I if I shot one. Yeah. A woody mount would be Woody Mount would be pretty cool, though. A couple of them sitting on a log, kind of like the one behind your head there, Tyler. Yep, that guy right there. Yeah. Um, the I'm gonna send you a picture after this. I'll I'll see if I can get permission to post it. My my cousin and his kids they shot some. They shot three absolute stud Drake Woodies over That's the cool. weekend, and the I have never seen. Like at in as pristine of condition as this one. I'll send it to you. It's just like it just the other two are like like this one, but maybe even a little bit better. Yeah. And then then there's the one that just it just catches your eye out of the three. And you're like, and like wow. If you can shoot them in like a dry field, like an ag field, you can you can get some really pretty mounts. I mean, they're just the color is unbelievable. It's it's crazy. Oh, that reminds me though. I actually do. I might have an opportunity to hunt the Mississippi. Maybe. Okay. With the Maybe. old uh, Mississippi Riverboat Gambler? No, no. This my my cousin, actually. Okay. Come down, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. You good. got a good chance to shoot a mixed bag there, too. You can cool. maybe even shoot some divers. I would shoot some ducks that I've never shot before. Big canvas back. That'd be a pretty cool duck to shoot. Oh, I know. This is what I, just what I need, what I can't afford, more ducks I want to put on the wall. Or if we make it out to uh, Oklahoma next year with Zach, you know, a nice widgeon mount would be pretty cool too. Just, just, yep. I just feel the money just, you know. I think, I think the, unless, unless I shoot a stud pintail or a shoveler, I think the next mount I'll probably, I don't have a pheasant mount. Um, I think I want to do a dead mount 
with multiple birds hanging from a sign. Like that would be cool. I want to get my hands on a, like a public wildlife, blah, blah, blah sign, something beat up and old and rusty, maybe with some uh, pellets stuck in it or whatever, maybe, and have a, a strap with a couple of roosters hanging from it. I think that's, that's what I want to do next. That would be my, my dream mount. Okay. Next episode, we got to ask Matt about that. Since last year down in Iowa, we shot that or first day, we shot a one man limit that he shot, right? Three roosters. And the one is on the wall, right? I mean, yep. He shot some nice roosters. That, he could have done that. He right? could have. That's Ooh. why I asked him. It's going to be tempting if I go to Minnesota, especially if I'm it's just me and Josie and I, I have a picturesque hunt and drop a couple nice big roosters. I don't know. It's going to be a hard decision. Gonna break the law and chop down a sign and take it with you. And no, <laughs> so I'll be done legally. Thank of you. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, hey, when does Woodcock season open in Wisconsin? It's open. Okay, been open. I think it closes uh, November. It closes soon. Um, we'll- we did. I did see a couple of Woodcock um, when I went out on the opener, but I they were flying high. I couldn't get a a good shot at either of them. Mm, Mac Mac flushed one actually. I could have shot it. There's a lot in that area. I think yeah. I told you that before that um, that area is pretty pretty popular with woodcock. Let's see here, American woodcock. Yeah, September 23rd to November 6th. So it's most of the seasons. I mean, it's more than halfway over. Okay. So you got till November 6th to to shoot one of them. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. That's it for us, huh? Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yep. A lot of shells now. Yep. A lot of shells now. Hey, if you made it through this episode, though, kudos to you. You deserve a gold star. If you want to give us a gold star, go ahead and uh, take gold 10 seconds. Star. <laughs> give us a rating. On, gold star. On, uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are consuming this podcast. And then tune in next week. I promise we're going to have a guest. Uh, will be a good guess. We've got some, we've got some good ones, I think lined up or in the process of being lined up here. That'll be, be a lot of fun to listen into. Um, thank you for listening. If you want to connect with us, shoot us a message on social media. You'll find us on the gram, the Tiki talk, uh, Facebook, and pretty much everywhere else. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how your season is going. If you've got any tips or tricks for us, um, any pins you want to share with us? I'm joking about that, but if you really want to share pins, I'm we're open to it. Um, we're not going to yeah. share them back though. Probably not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to get together for a hunt though, in all seriousness, shoot us a message. We'd love to get together and yeah, and, be uh, fun. Hunt with some people. So, um, other than that, have a great day or night, depending on what time you are listening to this podcast, and uh, shoot, shoot straight. See everybody. <laughs>